Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for August 18th, 2023. My name is Chris, I am your host. It's a parade inside my city, yeah! God, I hate that guy. <laughs> On today's episode, we are going to be previewing the Cowboys versus Seahawks preseason game. Uh, and we're also going to be going over the fights that happened at training camp the other day. So before we get into the episode, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, make sure to leave a review and make sure to follow the show. Five-star review would be greatly appreciated. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please make sure to hit that like button and make sure to subscribe as well. That would be greatly appreciated as well. But without further ado, Let's get into the episode. So it's crazy to me how teams can do one thing and then as soon as the Cowboys do it, it's a problem. Stupid. You stupid. Like all of a sudden now that there were some fights at training camp, it's are these players a problem? Does Mike McCarthy have control of this team? Is Dak Prescott a good leader? Do they respect him as a leader? That's going to be the narrative this year. Just letting you guys know this right now. The writing is on the wall. I'm looking at a wall right now and there's writing on it. The national media is going to say that Dak Prescott isn't a good leader. That's what's going to happen this upcoming season. So be prepared. Get ready for it. As soon as they lose a game uh, uh, and maybe there's some words that are said by certain players, you know, not even regarding Dak Prescott. Does Dak Prescott have control of this locker room? Shut up. You want to know what? Shut up, bitch. Seriously. Seriously. Let me play it one more time and turn it off. Shut up, bitch. Seriously. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But yeah, there were, uh, there was two fights at uh, a practice the other day, one between Tower Biotic and Sam Williams and the other one between Tower Biotic and Micah Parsons. One thing I like about Tower Biotic is I think he's really starting to grow into himself. You know, like a few years ago, you saw Tower Biotic, he was kind of soft. And now when you see this guy progress through his career, I think that he's a top 10 center. Maybe he's at the bottom of that top 10 list, but I still believe that he's a top 10 center in the league. Uh, he's become a much better player. He's become much more of a man on this team. And the fact that he's, you know, putting his nose in there and sticking up for his guys, I love to see it from Tower Bionic. You know, Zach Martin sent out a text to the offensive line group when he was holding out. He said, you guys set the tone. I'll be there soon. Tower Bionic took that literally. Tyler Bialich took that literally. He understood the assignment and he's setting the tone for this offensive line. And I love to see it. If this is the player that Tyler Bialich is going to turn into to where he's a hard nosed guy, you know, and, and he, he's ready to get into a fight with anybody. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because if you're willing to fight your own team, I'm telling you, you're going to be willing to fight your opponents. And, and Patrick Nosey Walker said this on, I believe it was 105.3 The Fan. Iron sharpens iron. And sometimes when that iron sharpens iron, you get fire. I think, I don't know if that was the direct quote, but he was saying something along those lines. I love the quote. I do. You want to know why? Because this offense is going to be better 
because they're going up against this defense in training camp. This defense is going to be better because they're going up against this offense in training camp. Both sides of the ball are going to benefit from playing each side of the ball. It's just a fact, you know, because these are two, I think that the Cowboys defense is a top three unit in the league. And I think that the Cowboys offense is a top 10 unit in the league. So when, when these two very high level units are going up against each other, there's going to be some competition. There's going to be some competitiveness. And at times there's going to be some fights because these are guys that are in love with their craft. They want to be the best at their craft. And if somebody's showing them up or if somebody's, you know, putting hands on their brother, because here's the thing, the defense is always going to get the defenses back. The offense is always going to get the offenses back. You know, those are their brothers. So, you know, in training camp, when you break off into these subsections, into these position groups, you know, it's almost like they're a team in and of themselves, you know, and that's kind of the way they look at it. And then when you get into the regular season, now you're going, now it's us versus them, offense and defense versus the New York Giants or the New York Jets, something along those lines. So I love to see it. You know, my thing is you can always turn down uh, aggressiveness, but you can't turn it off. If you're soft, it's very hard for a player that that's soft to become that aggressive monster that you want him to be. Like Sam Williams is an aggressive monster. You can tune turn that down a little bit, and he's still a very aggressive player. You know, but there's guys who, if they're soft more times than not, they're going to remain soft. That's just what they are. That's the habit that they've established over the course of their playing career. So, you know, overall these fights, I do like to see it. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say I don't like to see it because. One problem that I've had with the Cowboys in the way they've lost over the past few seasons is they haven't been they, they they've been too soft. They've been too soft. I'm I'm just gonna say it. I wanted to beat around the the bush. They've been too soft at times. You know, you go back to 2018, 2019, where they let the the Los Angeles Rams run for 273 yards. You go to the 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 next year in 2019, 2020, and soft. 2020, 2021, soft, 21, 22, you started to see uh, uh, some more grit out of that team. But why did they lose in the playoffs? Because San Francisco ran all over them. They were soft in the playoffs that year. This past season, again, I I, I don't think they lost necessarily because they were soft. They, They lost because the offense didn't show up. No doubt about it. They lost because the offense didn't show up. So, you know, to me... I do love seeing this. And uh, I mean, look, as long as everybody's all right, you know, because here's the thing. Sometimes you have to live in a hindsight world. It's just a fact, man. Like I was on Players Choice the other day and we were talking about Trey Lance. And, you know, there there was a guy on there that said, well, if Trey Lance hit, we'd all be looking at this as a very smart trade. Yes, but we live in a hindsight world. Sometimes it's, okay, let's see how this works out. And then we'll judge it when we see how it works out. So yes, I understand that, you know, if somebody got injured, but again, we're living in a hindsight world. So because somebody didn't get injured, I'd love to say it. Now, if somebody did get injured, then I would sit here and tell you I didn't like to say it. Like, sorry, like sometimes uh, uh, things are like that. But I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. And I don't think that fighting in practice is a bad thing either. 
So let's get into this preseason game between the Cowboys and Seahawks. It's going to be a 10 o'clock game for me. I'm on Eastern Standard Time. I, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I don't mind staying up late and, and, and producing some content. I'm all with it. I have my mattress right here in my studio. I will lay it down as soon as the game's over and I will be ready to go to sleep. But I will be providing content for you guys. I will be doing a live post game show. So make sure to go check that out. But yeah, let's get into the offense for this preseason game. Some things that I'll be looking for. I'm going to continue to say this until the cows come home. Okay. Offensive line depth. Get ready to hear it for the next few weeks. Maybe get ready to hear it for the next uh, 20 weeks. To be honest with you, 23, 24, 25 weeks. However long it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Because I think that's where this team's going this year. But the offensive line has to hold up. And if one of these guys has to be inserted into the game, I don't feel great about it. The guys I feel the best about are Awesome Richards and TJ Bass. They had good preseason games. I'm not going to lie to you. Like they, they looked good. These are, again, second and third string guys, though. These guys aren't starters. This, this isn't Dexter Lawrence or Leonard Williams. Or Jonathan Allen or Deron Payne or, you know, Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox. Jordan Davis isn't that good. Uh, they, these aren't those guys. You know, I don't think that these guys are going to hold up against guys like that. I just don't see it. That's why you have to go out there and get get a few free agents here. Because, look, at the end of the day, yes, you know, are these free agents going to be game changers? Absolutely not. They're not. They're just not. But at the end of the day, they're better than what you have. They're better than what you have. You don't have anything right now behind the starting offensive line. You better hope they stay healthy. You better hope they stay healthy. That's what I'm going to continue to say. Better hope they stay healthy. And I don't know how you can bet on this offensive line staying healthy when all last season they were never healthy at the same time. They weren't. Tyron Smith goes down in training camp. Uh, McGovern goes out week one of the season. You have Forniak in there. Uh, let's see who else. Biotic got injured. Terrence Steele got injured. I just don't see how you're going to bet on this team staying healthy, on this offensive line staying healthy for so long. And you're going to put one of these guys in the game? But maybe my feelings change when I see them play on Saturday. Maybe, you know, maybe throughout the course of the next two preseasons games, maybe my maybe my opinion changes, but I don't think it will. I need to see better play out of this unit. I need to see better play out of it. I'm going, oh man, it's so aggravating because this is such a good football team, but I could potentially see the offensive line being the thing that holds them back. I, I, I just can see that happening. It's not because of the starting unit. It's because of the guys. It's because of the depth pieces uh, in this on this team, on this offense, on this offensive line. That's where I see the problem lying with this team. That is my main concern with this team. My main concern is depth on the offensive line. Can our offensive line stay healthy? I don't think they will, which is why they need to go out and sign somebody because it's just, it's not good, man. It's not good. The depth is not good behind the starting unit. Um, Receivers that I'm going to be looking out for. Jalen Tolbert, I want to continue to see him uh, stacking good games, stacking good practices. He's been looking very impressive this offseason. He's been looking very impressive, and and I'm I'm happy to see it. I think that Jalen Tolbert has a ton of potential. You know, when when he was at South Alabama, I was very excited about when the Cowboys were able to get him in the third round. This guy could be a very good receiver in this league, 
And I think he's starting to take steps steps towards that in the NFL. So I want to see Jalen Tolbert. I want to see Jalen Brooks. Is Jalen Brooks just a guy who showed out in practice and you know isn't really a gamer? We'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see with that. I mean, granted, I don't necessarily think Will Greer was that great the other day, and I, I do feel like there were some balls that he threw that uh, Jalen Brooks wasn't able to catch due to the fact that it was just a poorly thrown football, so we'll have to see on that. That's why I kind of hate the preseason that Dak Prescott doesn't play in the preseason. Now, granted, I don't want Dak to play in the preseason. Don't get it twisted. But, however, there are uh, downfalls to that. There are negatives to Dak Prescott not playing in the preseason, and that's you don't necessarily get a great look at some of these receivers because they're having a quarterback who's not necessarily at adequate throwing them the football. But, you know, it is what it is uh, when it comes to that. I'm also looking for Simi Fioko. I need to see if this guy can step up. You know, because to me, when you're talking about that six-wide receiver spot that I believe that they're going to carry, uh, I think that Simi Fioko is a guy that's definitely competing for it, but he's on the outside looking in. No doubt about it. He's on the outside looking in when it comes to that six receiver spot. So uh, Simi Fioko is another guy that I'm going to be looking out for. I think he had a pretty solid preseason game last week. I think he did some some good things. Uh, another So another competition that I'm going to be looking for on the offensive side of the football is what's going on with these tight ends? John Stevens Jr., can he stack good games on top of each other? You know, can he... Can he carry what he's been doing in Oxnard at training camp and what he did in the first preseason game? Can he carry it to this preseason game? We're going to have to wait and see. I think that tight end room is a little more interesting than we may think. I think that ultimately they're going to run with four tight ends, and I think the four tight ends they're going to run with are Ferguson, uh, uh, Ferguson, Schoonmaker, Hendershot, Stevens. I think that's the group they're going to be running with. Because ultimately, I do think that Sean McKeon can hit waivers. I don't think teams are clamoring for the services of Sean McKeon. Uh, outside of what he can do as a you know a H-back, fullback type of guy, he doesn't necessarily provide much to the game outside of that. And I don't necessarily know how valuable certain teams are going to, or how valuable that trade is to certain teams. I just, I don't see it. I'm actually not that big of a fan of Sean McKeon at all. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't, I, I mean, look. Yeah, I, they do want to have that fullback type of player on this team. I do understand that, so I understand why they would want to keep Sean McKeon, but I just I don't think he's that good. I, I don't I don't think he's good at all, to be honest with you. He does some good things, but overall, just I I think he's kind of a waste of a roster spot, if I'm being 100% honest with you. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, they do want... I, I think John Stevens... He's not a guy that's going to clear waivers. He's having a very loud preseason and a very loud camp. So because of that, teams are paying attention to that. Teams saw the tape that he put on. And uh, I think that John Steven Jr. has a lot of potential. So that's going to be something to look out for. So overall, the, the, the things that I'm looking for are offensive line depth. I want to see how they perform. I want to see how some of these bottom of the depth chart receivers perform. And I want to see how this tight end battle uh, forms. Because here's the thing. I think that Jake Ferguson, I don't even know if he should play in this for the rest of the preseason. I think we've established him as the number one tight end. I want to see Schoonmaker as well. That's another guy going back to the tight end battle for uh, a second here. I want to see Schoonmaker play a little bit as well. I want to see him get his feet under him. But uh, overall, I mean, I 
I, I don't see why Jake Ferguson would play in this game. He's, he's established himself as the number one tight end. He's going to be starting week one for this team. So uh, offense definitely has some things to uh, show us. I think that there's more to look for on the offensive side of the ball than there are on the defensive side of the ball. So that's where I stand with that. Let's look at the defensive side of the ball. I don't think there's many questions on this side of the ball. I just don't think there are. When I look at the defensive side of the ball, to me, the biggest question is, okay, who's going to take that bottom of the depth chart cornerback spot? But other than that, like I feel great about pretty much every position on this defense. I feel great about the depth at every single position on this defense. feel great about the defensive line depth. I feel great about the linebacker depth now with uh DeMarvian Overshone showing some things. And also Devin Harper, I'm saying this right now. Devin Harper is the fourth best linebacker on this team. Van Der Esch, uh, uh, Overshone, Clark, Harper. Those are your four best linebackers. I saw it the other day. That's your four best linebackers right there. So to me, I'm, I'm going to continue to look for that. Um, man, I'm just such a fan of Devin Harper. He had some really good tape against the Seahawks. I really hope he makes this team. I think that he has a ton of potential, and I think that somebody would snatch Devin Harper up in a heartbeat, especially now that you're looking for a special teams guy to take over for Luke Gifford. I think that Devin Harper will be able to play that role for you, so I really hope he makes this team. I really do. I think he's. I think he could be such a good player in this league. He showed some really good things versus Seahawks. Um when I talk about the bottom of the depth chart cornerbacks, I'm looking at a guy like Kelvin Joseph. I'm looking at a guy like Eric Scott, even though Eric Scott's going to make the team. It's unfortunate that Nashawn Wright won't be playing because, I mean, Nashawn Wright put together a pretty decent camp. I really think he did. I, I think Nashawn Wright has been putting together a really decent camp. I think he put together, you know, a very solid preseason game in week one. Overall, I think that Nashawn Wright has, has improved from last season. It, it's such a shame that he got injured. But, you know, I want to talk about Calvin Joseph for a second. There has been some improvements in his game. You see it. I think he played very well against the, the Seahawks. I, I think he does. I, I think I think he did. There are some things. I, I want to see him turn his head a little bit quicker. I want to see him better at tracking the ball in the air. You know, stuff like that. But overall, I think that Calvin Joseph has improved. I, I think he has improved. To the extent that he's worth a second-round pick, I don't know about that. To the extent that he should be on the roster, I think so. I think so. I think Kelvin Joseph is probably going to make this team. And especially when you take into account that he does play on the, on special teams as well, but he also had six special teams penalties. So I think he's a little bit overrated in that aspect, but I, I understand he does bring something to special teams and potentially as a cornerback. I think that he has improved as an, as an overall cornerback this off season, you know, it's just taking him, it may, maybe it's taking him a little more time and maybe we were a little too impatient with Calvin Joseph, but I mean, rightfully so this guy was a second round pick. He did show, show some really good things in college. We had high hopes for this guy coming into the 2021 season. So, yeah, he needs to step up. This is make it or break it for for Calvin Joseph. And uh, so far, he's been doing some good things. Uh, Also, on the defensive side of the ball, I want to see how uh, Valimi Fioko plays. I think that he's probably going to be playing in this game. He didn't play in week one of the preseason. I think that there's going to be some guys where they knock on their door and say, hey, uh, you know, your your shoulder's hurting, right? You know, yeah, we're going to put you on IR because the Cowboys do have a really good stash game. That's one thing that they do very well. So Valimi Fioko, I'm going to be looking to see how he performs. Apparently, he did some really good things in practice. But, I mean, overall, for this defense, 
there's just not many question marks. You want to know what? I'll be looking for Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas as well because I think Marquise Bell put forward a really good preseason game in week one, and I want to see how he builds upon that. I want to see how Wanye Thomas builds upon his first preseason game. There are some up and ups and downs in his performance, but I mean, defense, it's just a very solid unit. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they perform against the Seahawks this upcoming uh, week. So yeah. And and not only that, I think that the Seahawks do have some pieces that they're going to be playing in this game. I would assume Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to play. I hope that we get a a look at their first team. Uh, I haven't heard anything on if their first team is going to be playing or not, but I would still, I would like to see that second team defense go up against that first team offense and and see if, you know, that validates just how good our depth is uh, by potentially going up against their first team and doing what we did against the Jaguars. I don't know if they're playing their first team, but I, I hope that they do. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe as well. I'll greatly appreciate that. If you're uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you may be listening to this app, please make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. It is the weekend, guys. What do you have planned for the weekend? Uh, Outside of the Cowboys game versus the Seahawks, I might see Blue Beetle this weekend. I think that comes out this weekend, right? I think that comes out this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to see if I can sneak that in before the preseason game. You know, I, I don't know if I'll be able to, uh, hopefully maybe like a five o'clock showing or something like that, but I don't know. I hate going to the movies at five o'clock and I feel like a, a, at that point now my day is taken up. Uh, I have like a three and a half hour game to watch on top of doing a post game show on top of going to the movies. I don't, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe I see it on Sunday, but you never know. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Hope you guys enjoy the game and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.